I had an idea. I had an idea by the way on, on the subject of hibernation and forming a plug. Mm-hmm. This is it. Isn't about my dick. Good. Werewolves. But yes. Every time they change, they have to make a chrysalis. Okay. Like a cocoon, and like because like we don't have exoskeletons, they have to make it out of like I guess flesh, meat, Hair? yeah, meat, bone, that sort of thing. And they go in there, and they and they sort of turn into werewolf jelly, and then and, and then come back out as a werewolf. <laughs> You know what's a werewolf? Oh, it's a misspelled werewolf. <laughs> it's got it's got its foot on the wire pedal. Yeah, and I think that would be kind of a cool thing to sort of like find discarded wolf cocoons. So a wolf egg. The, the place my brain went immediately mm-hmm. was this was for some reason like I'd I'd forgotten what scale was. Okay. So I had this tiny little chrysalis made of made of meat and hair, just like underneath the curve of a of a daffodil. <laughs> There's a tiny whale, like a full size whale, erupts out of it. Yeah, I don't like. As I say, I completely forgot what scale was. Mm. Um, imagine, but, imagine it would be in a cave somewhere. Yeah, just like in the rafters of a warehouse. Yeah. Oh, I get it. A warehouse. Mm-hmm. Or in right. captivity. Where they're stared at every day by hordes what? of people taken from the natural environment and their pack. What is but that? they're preserving the, the the species, so it's probably okay, wow. Like I didn't realise you were so anti zoo. No, I fucking love zoos. Love seeing yeah, these fuckers great. put away for the crimes <laughs> they've done. They know what they did. We don't. We just assume. See the thing is, right, animals don't have souls, so they'll never they'll ne- they'll never receive an eternal damnation. Mm, so, so we, we, to we need to punish them on Earth. So if I owned we are a God's zoo, agents, yeah, yeah, as you, as you, I would, I would have it like looks exactly like a normal zoo in mm-hmm. every conceivable way, except one tiny detail. When you read the plaque that goes like, the anteater has a very yeah. long tongue to eat ants, and it goes through the mm-hmm. genus and stuff, yeah, and yeah. then it would list his rap sheet, like why he's in here, what he done, like. Arson, GBH, money laundering. So this is gonna this is gonna make me blow your mind. I've been to that zoo, Chris. I'm I'm fucking sorry. What what fuck? When I was in, when I was in um, Cairns in Australia, we went to we went to a wee zoo, mm-hmm. um, and like most of it was most of it wasn't animal re- most of it wasn't animal rehab. It was just like here is a cockatoo. Please please the cockatoo swears we're sorry. Um, of course it like, does because it's in Australia. Yeah, and like, there's some kangaroos and some joeys hopping about, you know, and uh, a platypus, that sort of thing. Oh, dang! You but, saw a real one. Yeah, 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 but like it's like they're about they're about the size of your hand. They're not very big. Don't ruin this um, for me. And also, like you know, the venom causes utter despair. <laughs> like the despair squid from Red Dwarf. Basically, yeah. Like it, it fills you with tremendous pain and a desire to die for three days, and you're fine. Wow. Yeah, like just God, God just rolled on the D twenty table for that one. It did, didn't he? And I think you wrote it. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, point is, they had a, a that's quite in depth uh, crocodile area, and allig- I, I, either crocodiles or alligators. The the the, the one with the wide mouth. Mm. <laughs> the long scaly snoop boys. You know, you know the um, the <laughs> the rushy chompers, <laughs> and they had a crocodile borstal. <laughs> just asbo crocodiles basically yeah so it was like hey so this crocodile um, it killed and ate a bunch of cows wow 
um, like that that were owned by a farmer, and because crocodile, I think they're technically like they're a protected species, or like you can't just kill them. Sure. In Australia, they were like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> we'll put them here next to all the humans." You're mine now, sunshine. <laughs> Hop in the van, <laughs> and so, and so yeah, like there was there was uh, there was Elvis, a crocodile who had eaten a load of um, cows. There was one which I think had one which I think had had a person. Nice. Um, and one which mainly ate other crocodiles. <laughs> and this one's an arsonist. <laughs> this one, fraud. Ah, pandas, what are you, what, what are you in for? Oh, we're the last of our species. We're a, we're a breeding pair. We're very, very rare. What are you in for? First degree. First degree, yeah. yeah. Fucking what? <laughs> what are you in for? I shot a kid. <laughs> Dangs! <laughs> Selling you or for? using drags. <laughs> You're you, gunny. Uh, you are a dangerous lemur. I, really, I just really like the idea that like like they've got all like obviously they've these crocodiles are in the best place where like they're in captivity. They can't harm any more cows or other crocodiles or humans or that sort of thing. But what if it goes wrong? <laughs> This is just Jurassic Park, but I guess lower to the ground. Yeah, what you're doing there is you're concentrating a super team of the world's worst crocodiles into one place. Like, that is that is Arkham Asylum for enormous ancient reptiles. And by worst, we mean most wicked, not yes. shittest. No, no. What are you in for? I've got one leg. Oh, really? <laughs> what did you do? I a kid. Wow, you ate a baby crocodile. No! <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. Uh, but they're really cool. They're really cool animals, crocodiles. Um, they are they're very fast. And they're very dangerous. They're super and the fast. And the fun thing about them is they have... The uh, the muscles to close their jaws are incredibly powerful. Like, it's like they can generate as much force as a tank dropping down on them. Mm. The muscles to open their jaws are shit, and you can defeat them with a rubber band. Yes, I love that concept. Like, how, how, like you can just put your hand on top of a, top of a crocodile's mouth and go no. <laughs> so there's one assuming thing I, it can't move its body. There's one thing I very much worry about with that though. So you've got the elastic one, one band, thing. Yeah, literally one. You've you've got the elastic band on, mm-hmm. and you leave it on a little bit too long. Mm. Now what that crocodile's doing is it's using it as a resistance band. Oh no! So it's training those muscles. It's, it's, it's running up and down some uh, a flight of steps. Yeah, and punching the air. It's, it's, it's punching some meat and then eating that meat. Yeah, but the problem is that once it's got that, it starts putting on more elastic bands itself. Oh, no. How is it going to reach the end of its snoot? Go on. Shut up. Yep, sorry. It, another crocodile does it. Okay. Fuck you. It's, 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 a, it's, it's trainer, yeah. if we're carrying on Rocky. Who is in cahoots. Um, I'd like to imagine the trainer is just the trainer from Rocky. Yep. That little Snowy, the little old man. I've never seen the film. <laughs> okay. Is, it, is it Snowy the dog from Tintin? Also, yes, yeah, same person. Uh, same guy. Okay. Yeah. So what they've got these now these incredibly strong jaw opening muscles and closing mm. muscles. But mm. the worst part of it is that now all those elastic bands are providing additional downward force for closing oh, its jaws. No. And also additional upward force for like 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 when you're trying to escape, you've also got to get past like eighty bands. Right? It's 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 like modding an old Nerf gun, <laughs> and just putting some elastic bands on it just to give it an extra oomph. I so I'm concerned about two things. One, the rubber bands are going to deform the crocodile's face. 
So the, like, I assume kind of the stuff. muscles build up. Um, yeah, or but it they gets, look like, like gets, around it. A crocodile you know? callus? Do scales get calluses? It's just they are scales, aren't they? The second thing is, its its jaw is going to get hench, and I'm wondering what that would look like. Oh, it's it's. Have you, have you ever imagine a child's drawing of a crocodile? Mm-hmm. So it's so you've got the snout and the head perfectly rendered. Yes. And then they've gotten bored, mm-hmm. and put some arms and legs on the on the end of the right. head. Yeah, yeah. But they're like teensy. Yeah. So it's all jaw, like that's how it moves. It goes backwards. It just snaps the jaw. <laughs> And uses the air pressure or the water pressure like a squid. <laughs> it just like on on land, it flaps about like a load of mouse traps tied together. <laughs> yes, it just it just opens and closes its jaw and assumes mm. that God will point it in the right way. <laughs> like it's never malicious in its murder. It needs to kill for sure, but it just and if it just God kills... does not help me. He is no god of mine. Yeah, he just kills whatever falls into the trap. And the trap is viciously biting its way around the world as we speak. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a natural disaster. That crocodile is real. He's out there and his name is Lewis. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, okay, I'll keep an eye out for Lewis. He escaped, the show. he escaped from Brisbane Zoo. He's a monster. Oh. He does on, have right. a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got, to just... get, he's got to get to the airport, but it is open return. He just snapped around until, one, until he got one. Yeah. It's taking, he's a very old crocodile. Score! Yes! <laughs> New one-pager there. Mousetrap Croc- Crocodile. <laughs> crocodile Holiday. Oh, that's good. Mm. Have you, you, cro- you should really branch out. Because yeah, like, you've been rumbled recently. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a game jam. They have very much caught you in Crime Animal game comes out. There is a game jam. Um, I can't look it up now because my Twitter is just lousy with artists mm. but uh, there is a game jam which is on, on, on itch.io uh, which uh, for the month of February you are supposed to make up a tabletop role playing game about an animal doing a cool crime putting us out of business how about we how about we start the show we could Hello and welcome to episode 96 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and we're here to answer your role-playing game questions, sort of? Maybe. Maybe? Also, it, I is, think it's, it is definitely 96. We checked. Yeah, we checked. I think it's fun to start off the podcast with a good confused energy. Yes. That's what people want. You want they, they, they want to come in and the intro should establish that one, this is a this is a safe space, a familiar space to listen to your to your podcast buddies. Hey. And two, even they don't know really what's happening here. Yes. And just woke up. <laughs> I like to exude a slightly perplexed um, aura at all times. I get I get the impression that it gets it gets it gets you you get away with a lot. You do, yeah. You, just by being, um, just by acting slightly confused. So my my default when dealing with uh, people in authority that I don't know, mm-hmm. go, ranging from customer services to the police, yeah, is to knock my posh up about two levels. Yeah, bring and it up. Get confused. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm I'm terribly sorry. Like the amount of train tickets I have gotten away with not buying by because I'm often in London. And I travel outside of London to go home. Uh-huh. So if I've forgotten to buy a ticket, 
what I will do is I will go to the the ticket gate and just slap my card against it over and over until the man comes over and goes, what are you doing? I was like, well, I just I just got off the train and I'm just trying to put my card in to, to beep through. That doesn't work here. This isn't London. What? I, I don't... I don't understand. And they just look so tired mm. and so upset with the world they just let me through without paying. Correct. We do op- we do operate from a position of immense privilege. Yes, yes. And I'll, I'm going to be honest with you, I sometimes milk that. Yeah, that's fair for train tickets. Yeah. No, um, not like anything sinister. <laughs> not for, like, privilege milk. <laughs> the sweet ambrosia of the rich. Mm, it's formed a moustache on my upper lip. Hmm. I've done a ply and now I've just acquired land. Like, it's not that. No, I, I do say, oh, my sincere apologies, unironically, mm. to people. Yes. Which okay. I don't think they like. <laughs> Always go posh with a taxi driver. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's uh, oh, just just up here, mate. Anywhere up here, mate. No, no, no. I, I go the other way, which is, oh, I, th- I think it's over there. Uh, I think I think my house is there. Wherever there's a space, which, I'll, I'll walk which, the rest, it's fine. Which, which one of these notes is the 20? <laughs> just hold up a raft of money. money in a long time. What are these? It's just well, it's like, like what my dad does at supermarkets in Portugal, because his eyesight isn't great. He'll just hold out a handful of cash. Oh my god. <laughs> Just, like a handful of coins. You're like, well, I'll take these out of my hand. <laughs> like a pelican just kind of picking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's trash. Um, <laughs> he should he should wear glasses and learn how to count money. He's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, Anywho, it's a podcast. It it's is. a podcast. What is our intro this week? It is an audio medium. Was it, was it how posh and white we are? Possibly. Which, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just... Just a blanket. I'm sorry. Maybe it's, maybe it's time for you to start paying for your train tickets, eh, buddy? I do normally. It's just if I've yeah. forgotten. Forgotten to try and posh away out of and it. And hung over. Oh, actually, that's true. Because like you can play the chronic illness card. Mm. So you can you can scoosh back to the middle ground, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm not a total villain. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a villain. I'll take kind of a villain over total. I'm interested in getting some of this privilege milk. <laughs> it does sound pretty good. It sounds very like very creamy. Like like, do you, do you ever drink Jersey milk? No, I no. It was branded as the champagne of milks <laughs> from just outside New York. It was it was no not New Jersey milk. Oh okay, Jersey milk. So it's yeah, old it Jersey milk. That's off. Yeah, old old Jersey milk. <laughs> that is so off. We've rendered down old jerseys <laughs> into a it's, into a sort of fluid. It's primarily wool liquid. It's like pigeon milk. It's just formed in the crop of jumpers. Yeah. Um, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Okay, give, Chris, give me a question, eh? Zimbrilim. That's such a good name to say. Mm. Zimbrilim asks... Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a spicy salsa mm. of a name. Mm. Piquant. Which aspects of daily life should make use of RPG mechanics? How can we gamify life? So, my... My snap decision here, mm-hmm. answering my own question, is absolutely none. Okay. Because once upon a time, I, being the shiftless layabout I am, downloaded one of these apps 
where you had a little RPG character and you got experience for doing a chore. We did that. That was in. Um, that was in. We did that in second year at uni. You don't remember? We had yeah. chore, like chore wars. Yeah, it was the worst. Mm. Um, because as I already stated, I'm a, sh- a shiftless and feckless asshole, mm-hmm. um, and I just sat there in bed completing mm-hmm. chores on the app. Oh, but that's not. That's not the point of the... Mm. But I did level up. I killed a dragon. I got a big well sword. Done. I had shiny That's armor. Great. It looks so cool. But you didn't do any of the chores. Not a one, no. When, when we did it in second year, we set up a chore wars, or whatever it was called, um, website, and we all had our characters. And then what we had to do was make chores to do. And mm. that is... And like, it's like we had to program the adventure, as it were. Yeah, you had to tell itself, it, like, washing up is a thing. That itself was too much of a chore for us. Yes. In that there was one chore, which was Wash Grant. <laughs> yes, there was. I set that up. The uh, The drops were leavings. <laughs> and, Didn't I actually uh, complete that at one point? You've never washed me. I thought I, like, I washed your hands or something, just, just to oh, get for, like, thing. a joke. Yeah. It's probably the sort of, probably the sort of wacky japes we got up to in the second year, right? It's a weird fucking time in our lives. We did a lot of stuff. Yeah. I washed that boy's feet. You did wash a boy's feet. Almost at gunpoint. He smelt so bad. Mm -hmm. I had to. He was in my room with his shoes off. Yeah, you say that, but he could have done it. He he was refusing to. Oh, okay. But what's what's weird, he was refusing to wash his own feet. But for some reason he was like, but you can wash my feet, sure. I think you've been had, Grunt. I don't know. I mean, like, put it this way. At the end of the day, his feet didn't smell anymore. And he was in my room. Yeah. So, like, I got what I wanted. So I just did had he. to go through something. I don't think he got off on it. That would require know. a level of imagination. I think that gamifying your life is a dangerous business because r- the real world doesn't operate on games. No. And so it's possible to, like, like you are going to start bumping up against the edge of the system, much like Chris just, you know. Uh, completing chores in bed and not and not working it like if there's a system which we try to which we write and can understand we will try and game the system and if there's no if it's a system which sits on top of other existing systems it's not real so it doesn't work however what I would like to do before I like go into any sort of social situation is wordlessly roll the d20 in front of them and that would tell me how this interaction was going to go oh wouldn't that be lovely like you could go in going knowing this is going to fail yeah I've got a four <sighs> Or Let's you, find out how. Or you crit and you're like, this yeah. is going to be amazing. Like, think of the oh, confidence great. boost. Yeah. But also, right, actually there is one part of RPG mechanics that will translate. Okay. Simply because what they are is real life mechanics that we've taken for RPGs. Okay. Which is things like lines and veils and X cards. <laughs> Not being an asshole. And not being an asshole. Like that yeah. that directly just falls back into its old position of being mm. what you do as a human being. Yeah, hey, actually, this isn't a story I'm interested in telling. Yeah, this is not a this is not a thing I'm, this I'm is, leaving. This isn't a conversation I want to have. Yeah. Um but like actually rolling dice. Yeah. Um as part of your daily life rather than at a game. That's uh, a that's a problem. That's a mad person's trick. That is a that is an issue. That's a derangement. Um, needs help. Mm. 
I think that there's like you you can look you can think of it in terms of leveling as well. Like if you if you have a problem which you want to overcome, you can be like, oh well, I'll hit level two at this point. I'll hit level three at this point once I've achieved these tasks. And so you, like I think if you've got a if you've got a long term goal around self improvement, then you can sort of plan yourself out to say where you'd plan out a D and D character to twentieth level. Yeah, that works. However, I think also the way in which I write all my games shows that I am incapable of that. Of operating in the real world. Um, yes, but also of, of planning. Like, yes. I would, ne- I would never plan a D&D character to 20th level. I don't like to think what I'm doing past the next two hours. Very true. I find it slows me down. <laughs> Holds me back. Holds me back. So actually, one interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in 99% of role-playing games, you have a character sheet. Yeah. Which details the strengths and weaknesses of your character. Primarily the strengths, because let's be honest here, most games don't really focus on the weaknesses or they're used as a way of buying more strengths. Yeah. However, you as a human technically also have a character sheet. You have a CV. Okay. Now, imagine writing your CV with the same mindset as if you were creating a character in Dungeons & Dragons. That's kind of fun. But... You already knew the strengths at the beginning, mm. rather than kind of building it um, by going, "Oh, that feat might be useful." Like you already know that you have PowerPoint as a feat. Yeah, and you like you already know what you've got in your pockets. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah, that sort of stuff. Are. But That's that kind of fun. that kind of bold, brash confidence of yeah. pointing out with the character does, which points out the strengths and maximizes them. Mm. Transferring that over and looking at things in real life through that same lens. Yeah. God, that's, 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 that's wisdom, Chris. That's straight wisdom, son. Because, like, essentially, I think it, it ties into the way that character sheets give you, like, this very quick summary of your character, like, just like just the facts, just the important bits. And also, like, here's how I'm going to affect the story. Here's what I can do. And it's possible to look at that and instantly understand what sort of character you are, what sort of person you are. And so approaching CVs in that way, like, oh, well, actually, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a half-elf. Yeah, I mean, during my three years of unemployment, I really was wish it, I'd have Was it only three? Wow, well, in one block. Jesus Christ. It, four. Yes. It was four years. <laughs> four years with, I think, like five days in the pub. Like yeah. working at the pub. Yes. But that wasn't for that wasn't for lack of trying. I'd like to point out. Yes, you were like you were employ- you were applying to about ten jobs a week. I seem to recall, if not more. Yeah, it was bonkers. We had to make a job for you. Yes, turns out yeah. that worked. Turns out uh, you're a writer. Who knew? Who Certainly not me. Not you. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, please, yes. Brace yourself. Oh, I'm hunkered down. I'm, I'm strapped in tight. Snoscog. Mm-hmm. Asks ideas for modern traps. Oh, I love this question because mm. your old timey traps are like uh, the floor falls away and there's yeah. spikes. Mm. But in modern times, you've got toys. Go you've on. got weird shit to play with. Mm. So zombie survival horror, mm-hmm. and imagine like your, your standard horror zombie horror film, mm-hmm. but you're the asshole. That's always in those films. You're the bad man. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the real villain, not the zombies. Yeah, like, you're the person who's killing survivors to get their equipment. Yeah. So. Or just, just for fun. Body on the floor. Mm-hmm. They've got a nice machine gun. Oh. I'll have oh, that, that. That'll be good against the zombies. And they've, and they're, they're you know, they've, they've got it in their hands and they're lying on their front. Mm-hmm. 
They're also lying on an active mine. Oh no! Roll them over. Poom! Poom is not the noise of a mine. Poom, no. Poom. That is the sound Poom. of a piñata crashing to the ground. Oh, oh, the mine's wrong. Oh, that was the confetti mine. Oh no, he's on a Mexican children's toy. Oh, poop. Happy quinceañera, I guess. Mm, well, here we are. That's, that's the thing. So, like, traps for me, as I've said in the podcast before, are bobbins. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, they very rarely add to a story. They seem to, like, it makes sense in a way if they're, if, like, if they're guarding something very powerful, but they don't make sense in a dungeon which has people in it. Yeah. Or, like, you know, monsters in some way, because the monsters blunder into the traps. You know, health and safety, blah, blah, blah. Um, they also don't make sense from a, like... Quite often, there's a way to solve the trap or solve the puzzle or the riddle. The riddle, and why? Yeah. Why? Like, like, oh, you can't have my treasure unless you're real smart. Well, n- no, that, that's. So, one thing that interests me about modern settings is uh, and traps is that you have machines, you have um, AI, you have cameras, you have much more uh, capacity to do. Stuff which you'd have to hand wave away with magic. You can have as physical things which exist. Yeah. Uh, but two, definitely the reason of traps should be to hurt people. Not yes. to not to guard a treasure. Yes, it's not speak friend and enter. No. It's, uh, this, oh, my ankle's gone. Or like, or like um, we've got, a, uh, we've got a, a, a shotgun pointed at the door and when you open it, it'll, it'll fire. Yeah, so one that of the really interesting places for traps... Uh, not that I suggest you ever go there, obviously, um, is uh, meth houses. Go on. So meth houses regularly are booby-trapped. Right. Um, and they're booby-trapped in certain ways so that people can use the area mm-hmm. um, just like normal, but mm-hmm. if you do something wrong, you're going to die, get maimed, etc. Okay. So, for instance, like there was recently um, a short video I saw of um, police in a in a meth house, and there's this very fine fish line, very oh, okay. tight, just just on a stair. Mm-hmm. So it's not like when you trip it; it's when you stand on it, that's enough. Right. Um, and what that does is a crutch comes down from the ceiling. Okay. With a metal poker through it that's been sharpened. Right. And it swings like the paint cans in Home Alone. But it just it, it impales you through your torso. Yes. So Ooh. the people using that house just don't step on that stair because they know it. Oh, but, or like what they'll with, do... But with the meth as well, you'd forget. Potentially. But like what they'll do is they'll um, do stuff like um, block off a room in the house that they don't need. Mm. So for instance, um, an understairs cupboard. Yeah. They just don't need that room, whatever. So what they'll do is they'll rig it so that they put like a hand grenade mm-hmm. um, in such a way that when the door is opened, mm-hmm. the the lever's released and the hand grenade goes yeah. off. They're never going to trigger that themselves. You just don't go well, in that, that room. room. That's the exploding room. Yeah, I like that's that's modern cobalt shit. Yeah, that is rather, isn't it? Like that is using found ingredients. Yeah. To make Crush a nightmare funhouse. The crutch is something. Yeah. I like that. That that interests me. I also like the idea of having um, uh, welcome to my magical realm. Like you're trapped in here now, and you have to you have to like in a in, in a sort of saw 
yes. style situation. Yes, yeah. I mean, Saw is a is a fine example of that's your, bat shit that's things. Your, that's your shit, isn't it? You're a huge fan of that. I really like them. I really rate the films. Um, and like, there's a there's one trap in that that is so simple. Like, one mm. of the things about Saw is that a lot of them are these huge contraptions. Do, 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 do. Like, yeah, like, like machines that make you breakfast, but then just instead they just shoot you. No, they disassemble you. Okay. Yeah. Um, like there's a there's a head rig that if you don't open it in time, it snaps your jaw open too far and kills you and breaks your head off. Oh no! And like, come on. But there's one that's wonderful. So they're in a room. Okay. And there's a locked door to get through. Mm-hmm. And what there is is a a bulletproof glass, long thin cabinet with a double barreled shotgun inside that's right. facing the only opening. Right. The key to the door is just tied around the trigger right, on a bit so of you string. Have to, you have to pull the string. So you have to reach it. into this long, thin box mm-hmm. to get the str- to get the key. And, and lose an arm, presumably. And, and lose an arm, or mm. know how to break down the case around it. Ah, okay, right. So you can just break the case down if you know the mm. trick sort of thing. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty clever shit. That that intrigues me, and I think like, I think like having like your original idea of zombie as like as like improvised traps and um, like punji stakes, I think are a pretty popular one. And yeah, like like if, if you look at the, look at the Vietnam War, there's a oh, great deal of, of fun modern traps. Just, I have just the, like completely removing a man's foot. Yeah, I have the I have a PDF copy of the uh, I want to say CIA. Yeah, I think so. Um, look into the traps that they faced in Vietnam. Mm. And it was ingenious and awful. Yeah, it was it's like how cheap they are and how dangerous they are. Yeah, like it's worth taking a look. You get, um, you dig a, you dig a small hole, mm-hmm. and then a very very small hole if possible, and then you take a shotgun cartridge, you put mm-hmm. a nail on the firing pin, stick it together with tree resin, mm-hmm. and then put the nail on a rock and stick that together. And then, so, and then so that when you step on the sh- yeah, and then so, so the, the the whole thing is when you step on the shotgun shell, mm-hmm. it gets fired. Yeah, it's and that costs you one shotgun shell and a nail. Yeah, and that is monstrous. And that's the thing about modern traps; they are evil. Mm. Fantasy traps can be completely neutral. Can we make a non-evil modern trap? So I think you're looking mainly at, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm going to simplify it, glue. <laughs> okay. You're, you're looking at, like, the Wiley Coyote coating a road in glue to stick people to a place so they can't leave. Right, yes. You know, you're I, looking at restraining saw, them non-lethally. I saw an erotic film where, where one of the characters had her hand stuck to a table with super glue. And she was like, oh, no. Oh, what a horrible prank. Well, I guess we should fuck. Weird. It was very weird. No, it's not how Superglue works. No. And also, and like, like, I cannot imagine the pain of getting that off. Like, that is taking the entire table to the to A&E <laughs> and getting some solvents and wow. Why, why didn't you come soon? Well, I had, to, I had to have sex with this guy. Oh, yeah, no, you've got to have sex with the table. That's just how that works. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess you'd saw out around your hand, and then that would be your new hand. <laughs> Killer at ping pong, but not a lot else. <laughs> like really powerful high fives. Yeah. And clapping, very good high- at clapping. High five. No, <laughs> not with you. Oh, thank you. No, no, thank you. No, you've still got splinters. <laughs> 
glue, yes. Um, also, um, flumes, trapdoors. Things that send you places. Things that send you places. Um, but like, basically, pranks, but directed. Yeah, and I mean, like, in, in England, we have the world's biggest trap network. Um, which is security cameras. Oh, right. Like, we are the most surveilled country in the world. Is that, is that a trap? Well, like, do something. You can't. But, but it's not a trap, though. That's scrying. It's not like it's, it's, it's not like it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and smoke a joint in the high street and then one of the walls collapses on me. No, but what it is is it, is it a delayed trap. Like, okay, I'm gonna go out and and smash a car. Let's just say. So, is, well, is a policeman a trap then? Like, no, I'm saying that the the camera is a trap because the delayed okay. effect of the trap is the policeman knocking down your front door. I think I think if the camera um, shot a poison dart at me. Or well, it, like, fires, it fires oh. a very slow policeman. <laughs> it doesn't fire. It's a separate... <laughs> so, if the... If... If... Okay, I am willing to accept this. If we have that same situation, I'm walking down the street smoking a big South African reefer doobie, mm-hmm. and um, the security camera spots me, and then the wall turns around, and it's a, it's a policeman saying, you're Nick Sunshine. Right. You got a license for that marijuana? <laughs> yes. Y- yeah, very well. <laughs> on your way. Um, <laughs> no, so what you've got is is you. So imagine like you've got the camera, which is the scope of a rifle, and then a yes. really a really long barrel, <laughs> a really really, long like a really long convoluted barrel that okay. then ends with the projectile being fired, which is a police car, <laughs> and then when it hits your drive. It then fractures like a nine millimeter bullet into two police officers. It fractures like a sabo round. <laughs> it's a flechette. It's a riot yeah, van. Yeah, police police officers or flechettes as they're known yeah. discard the outer foam casing of their car yeah. and then penetrate deep into my household to nick me. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect, Chris. Yeah, hundred percent modern trap, portable too. Yeah. Good, fuck you. <laughs> give me a, give me a question. I'll give you a question. Um. Zombie Basher from Reddit says, My players are only motivated by big cash money. Big cash money. Big cash money. My players are only motivated by massive yachts. Massive yachts. Free yacht. I. Mm. Now, I will say, this is a terrible situation to be in. Because mm-hmm. it's so hard to make money exciting in, in stories and role playing games. Yes, it really is. If you think if you think in films where like oh, I'm only doing this for the money, like that character never maintains that motivation to the end of the film, and this is a bad film. Yeah, like I'm only doing this for the money, and then dinner for you, babe. <laughs> doing this for the money. Now I can pay the lecky bill. So either they're doing it for the money because they just like money, and then they learn to love again, or they learn the true meaning of Christmas, or whatever. Yeah, or they're doing it for the money because they have. A pressing need for that money, yeah. Like their kid has cancer, or they owe money to the mob, and someone's going to break their legs at that point. And at that point, all the money is is a is is a solution to their problem, mm. rather than simply money. The problem with D and D is the two ways that you're legally allowed to interact with the world in a quantifiable method are hitting it and buying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can talk to it. But there's very few rules around that. Yeah, you just kind of do one check, and it deals with hours of conversation. Yeah. 
So hitting and buying are kind of the verbs which are given in D&D, um, which is very colonialist. So if your players are solely motivated by money, you can't generate a good story. You can't, like, it's like having a heist. No heist film is just about a load of money. No. It's no, about, there's always oh, an ulterior oh, motive. Even like so, so Ocean's Eleven, which is a film ostensibly about stealing a lot of cash from a bunch of casinos, is actually about um, what's his name, George Clooney, getting one over on little Al Pacino. Yeah, and that's that's the fun part of the film. If it was just, well, we got a lot of money, bye lads, <laughs> toodles. Yeah, it's yeah. You, you never get like I'm just doing it for the money, and then mm. at the end it's like mm, I learnt fiscal responsibility today. <laughs> It's called it's called the prize. I think the um, so the writer of Leverage, uh, he he started writing an RPG. It's called Crime World. Okay, I forget straight. I forget the name. But he he broke down the mechanics of a heist, and you need to have a prize and a box, and the prize is something that people want, and the box is why they can't have it. Yeah, that and makes so much and, sense and, when you cut it down. And like so you that. have to have an interesting prize. To go forward rather than just, oh, it's a bunch of money. Well, it's fine. It's very expensive jewellery. Uh, whatever. It's jewellery owned by a countess, and the countess wants you to get it for her, and also she'll marry you if you get it for her. Brilliant. Okay, it's a, it's a story about humans again. Yeah. Other problem is a lot of role-playing games don't have rules for money. Sorry, they don't have acceptable rules for money. They have some rules for money. Like, Spire doesn't have really, doesn't have rules for money. No. It's got, it's got, like... You know what? You can go into debt, and you and it's it's like assumed you have some money going through, but you can't say, "I'll give you fifteen coin." Yeah, it doesn't simply work. doesn't work. Yeah, and like it's it's inevitably really boring. Like at the start of like especially like low level adventures, when it's like, "Oh well, you know, oh, I'm just in this for the money. Oh, I'm just trying to find myself as a cleric on the road. I'll give you thirty gold pieces of peace." For completing this mission. It's like, no one gives a shit. We're here to play D&D. We do it for free. Come on, mate. That's half a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the back half of a sword and then the front half upon completion of the job. <laughs> if you gave us a sword, we could use it on the job. No. Just no. <laughs> um, yeah. And like the, the issue this person is really rubbing up against is that they're meeting a... Per- like, like Just to really simplify things down. They're meeting a person right. in a tavern. And he's going, hello, brave adventurers. My name is Grit. And they're just going, how much? Yeah. How much are you going to give us? Mm. What? What's the job? I don't care what the job is. How much is it? We want more. How do yeah. I roll to get more? And like, the thing is, it doesn't really matter. The GM can give you as much money as, as, as they want. Yeah, it means nothing. I mean, like... Uh, one of the reasons that I used to put in, like, giant gold statues into, into dungeons... Mm. Yeah. Is just because, like, there's your money. It's, a, it's, a, it's becomes that's the thing. At that point, it becomes a puzzle. It becomes a funny thing you're doing, like like dragging a gold statue through the woods. Yeah, and like that's I would uh, essentially, I would use aversion therapy. Yeah, that's how I get people around it. Like you've managed to get this sixteen ton gold statue out. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sell that. You can have it after I waterboard you for three hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, we're gonna sell that. Like, what's yeah. How are you gonna? Who who has a hundred and sixty eight million gold? Yeah. In this Hamlet, how's that gonna work? Like, how are you not gonna get robbed? Like, everybody in this village will club together and give you three hundred gold for that. Are you gonna have to dress up the statue in a sort of weekend at Bernie's style? <laughs> Put it in a wheelchair. <laughs> in a wheelchair, but it's still like standing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess it's gold, so you could probably like like mash the legs up if you just wanted to sell it for parts. Yeah. Well, sorry, not parts. Gold. I've <laughs> got this gold arm, mate. Can I introduce you in a finger? <laughs> got this gold arm. Oh, it's good. The gold arm on my gold statue broke. I'll take that. Yeah. A fine replacement. I think if if your players are only motivated by big cash money, you have to work out what it is they want. And you have to try and... good. So good stories are about people. Mm-hmm. Good stories about about uh, because we are people. People they're about people wanting things fundamentally, and if you can work out why they want the money, if the, if they want the money to buy a big sword, then like why? What yeah. what do you need that for? What are you protecting? Who are you trying to prove yourself to? Is there another guy with a bigger sword who's like, oh, all right, little, all right, little buddy, I'm sure you'll grow up and get a big sword someday. But at that point, yeah, give me all the money you got. Yeah, and I mean, even if like these people are coming at this from the most base level, they're coming at it from like mm. a Diablo mindset, mm. where literally the reason they're playing is to make numbers get bigger. Which you, I, I will say, we're not bad mouthing Diablo. Chris loves Diablo. No, I, I was playing it now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. currently not playing a game. You'll be pleased to know. Oh. Oh, that's kind. Um, but they're if they're coming from that angle, where mm. they're looking at Dungeons and Dragons and they're like more like a war game. Mm-hmm. then what they've got is a framing issue. Mm. Because money, all that is, is an extra step to getting an item. Yes. An extra step to putting that those numbers up by mm. two. Like, yeah. once you can convince them that they don't actually need that money, or that, like, yeah. there's now um, a plot reason why magic is dying, mm. um, you can't make magic items anymore. So they're just gone. People have them. Like there aren't, oh, that's, that's nice. there aren't any anymore. If you want them, you've got to go into an old place where yeah, people have died. Or there is a finite number. You can't go in. I, I always, I always thought it was kind of crap the way you can make magic items. Yeah, I, I, always, I, I mean, I get it. Sure. But so I always believe that there there are essentially two categories of magic items that people can make, um, which is the two extremes, which is consumables, potions mm-hmm. and scrolls, yeah, and artifacts. Like unknowable power, like colossal things, like hand and eye of Vecna level, yeah, like crazy stuff. You can make an artifact. It's it it is several lifetimes work, mm-hmm. but there's not a dwarf in a forge in the main city banging out plus ones for the guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that middle ground doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, and and there's a finite number, and that makes it more interesting. And that there's a reason now to go into those places. Because yeah. you need to keep your world safe. You need better weapons and armor to do that. The weapons and armor are in dangerous places. Go to dangerous places, repeat that cycle, and you get yeah. the Diablo loop. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, so just so just take take money out of the game, effectively. Yeah. Like, you know what? You, you have enough to survive, but you can't buy what you want. Exactly, yeah. And w- what you're doing there is you're, willingly or not, dragging them along on plot. Mm. Like you're forging a story around what they're doing, <laughs> you're tricking and them. making them complicit in a story, which is nice. Cool as heck. Yeah, good call, Chris. Yeah, I got a question for you. Do it. Turb asks. Oh, Turb, bless you. Turb, for, for for those of you who've started listening recently to the show, Turb was our was 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 our best friend from the from the early episodes. Who mm-hmm. wrote in every week with great questions. Uh, and then and then disappeared, hibernated, ghosted. But on now, us. but now Turb is here, and Turb asks, "What what animal companion best suits Turb's ranger, who is dual wielding wine bottles, duct tape to hands?" <laughs> mm. So my initial gut reaction 
mm-hmm. a pair of ferrets. Mm. Like the sort of ferrets... Nature's hands. <laughs> the sort of ferrets that that old guy whose face is all folded in on itself in a pub who's wearing a wax jacket and a flat cap might have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like not that not not quite got all the fur they need. No, they they fight. Mm-hmm. Like, for a living. Yeah. Like, or, or, he loves them, but uh, they do fight other ferrets for a living. Yeah, like, he's cockfighting, but with ferrets. Yeah. He, he puts a little helmet on them, you know. <laughs> like, he loves them dearly, but they are big Gives owners. them a little gun. <laughs> Just... <laughs> One of them's got a spear. It's like fucking red wall down in there. I think that would work very well because, like, you've got that, that gives you a level of dexterity which you lose. With, yes. W- w- once you've gone um, Edward Forty Hands with the wine. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think a cat and a dog that do not like each other. That could work. But like, like they're they they they're equally good at fighting. Cat's got speed, dog's got power, mm-hmm. and they are continually fighting. Yes, each other tables. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Around. Like, like, like it's it's a bit like like they are they exist in a space where they do d six damage around to each other or anything nearby. Yes, they are they're simply an effect. Yeah, like you know those, you know those people who have dogs that and they've never trained those dogs and they say mm-hmm. like, oh, can you look after my dog for a day? And like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> Just because you mm. don't want your house destroyed. Yeah. That dog. Mm, that guy. Or, actually, a really old fox. Okay. Like an ancient-looking fox. It's mainly grey around the snoot. Mm. Um, just because I, I feel like... Correct number some... of legs, or...? Yeah, yeah, but, okay. like, it limps. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like somebody who is dual-wielding wine bottles duct tape to his hands... Yeah, why not beer? yeah. Um, has spent time in and around bins. <laughs> like, not not a small amount of time, not just like, I need some wine bottles, I know where I can get those. Like, yeah. I wonder what the haul is for today. I've got to figure that like, they have wine in them to start with. Yeah, because if they're empty, they're likely to break, at which point, like, you've only got a couple of cuts in there before you've got no wine bottle left, and you can just take yeah, the back tip sure. off. Whereas yeah. if it's full, it'll really hold up. I imagine it's, it's it's like drunken boxing, but um, not quite so. Um, what's the word? Controlled or studied? <laughs> and you're desperate to break the bottle so you can get at the wine. <laughs> They're not open. No. <laughs> you're just trying to open the bottle. Maybe it's like an army of these, like a really awful abanomancer has okay. just oh, like, right. okay. gotten a oh. load of hobos. And, and, and this, this is the controlling spell. This is like the shackles. Yeah, and just duct tape and then pushes them towards combat. And they're like, how am I going to get this open? You, your skull! And lunges. It's kicking in the door. Does anybody have a corkscrew? <laughs> they're screw top. No, it's taped no. on. I, I guess like, because you can sort of like, I remember, you can smack a wine bottle like against a shoe and it makes the cork come out. I seem yes. to remember. So that probably worked with someone's head. I don't, know, I don't know why, but like I was about to say, no, no, these 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 screw tops are just literally screwed on with a screw, and mm. then I realised how stupid that was because mm. that would let the wine well, out. Yeah, how about let's upgrade this right. champagne? Oh, not prosecco, champagne. Oh, I think that this is. And now, you take the cage off. I think that this is now uh, subtly different. First off, they're now a ranged unit. Actually, actually, you know what? Sorry. 
can I can I pop one thing in before mm-hmm. taking the cages off your champagne is your limit break? Okay, yeah, that's like Go unlocking on. the seals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you've got here is like a uh, private school ranger, <laughs> like a young conservative. <laughs> yeah, um, and they're. Their 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 annual is like their mum's Pomeranian. Surely it would be like a nanny or a butler. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a nanny whose name is they say their name different every time. I see. Well, they pronounce it differently. Or it's no, like they just cycle through names. Completely different name. Mm. They just guess at, at a name every single time. Okay. They have no idea. That's so you've got pet. two. You've got two range shots. Yep. Uh, which you probably have to trigger, like so, like actually, just like from a purely, I'm sorry, we're just going to skim over the uh, animal companion bit here. From a purely game mechanical point of view, the idea of fighting with two champagne bottles strapped in, or prosecco, really, but I mm. think champagne has a certain style to it, is quite an interesting mechanic. Because let's let's say the cages are off to start with. Yeah, you've got two clubs. You're probably swinging and hitting them with the base, so that's like that's pretty sturdy. That's probably not going to break it with the amount of force you're generating. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're holding really... the neck in all cases. Oh, I, I was assuming you were holding the um, the base. Oh no, that's that's very unwieldy. Um, yes, but that is generally how one has the one has their hand duct taped to something. Sure. Um, however, yes, uh, holding the neck that works. You're, you're, you're sort of using like a, a, a backhanded move to, to smack people in the face. But you'd build up power behind those corks if the champagne got more and more agitated. Oh, that's true. And then and then like you because like you don't have thumbs, remember? So you'd have to sort of aim and then like pop them together. So like <clears> the <throat> the standard technique would be that as you ran into combat, you'd fire the mm-hmm. corks mm-hmm. and then begin clubbing. But that mm-hmm. there's two problems to that. Mm. One, the bottle will not last as long if it's not full. Yeah. Which is an issue because you lose your weapons. Yeah. And two, the shot is weaker. Yeah. Whereas if you stayed in combat for ages and then like over the downed um, body of your foe fired yeah. the bottle, the, the cork straight down <laughs> as as like an execution, mm. that's much more now, deadly. So you've got, you've got combat options. The real trick is getting your enemy to saber the top off themselves, <laughs> yes. and, then, and then blind themselves with the cork. Gorgeous. <laughs> and like that's, you can have a barbarian the, who's got like counter. a single magnum or Jeroboam or whatever the massive one is, <laughs> and he's duct taped two hands to it right next to each other. I will not free myself from the duct tape until my Jeroboam has tasted blood. But like you can just, I can just imagine ranks of these horrid young Tories. Yeah, and there's one at the back who's like beating drums, but what he's doing is he's got this enormous bottle of um, champagne, and he's just yeah. slamming it on the ground, staring at the opposition. Dun 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun dun, and it's just dun, shaking dun, up the liquid. And then the battle cry is when he fires the cork like a cannon oh, shot, yeah, yeah and like, ringing and out off, in cathedral missiles, showering everybody in champagne as they charge mm. the line of liberals. This would really work for my post-apocalyptic Brexit game. It actually would. We should have thought of this. Mm. Um, that's fun. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's that's your best animal companion. Thanks for getting in, t- in touch, Turb. We love you. Hope we answered the question. We, we love, love you, you. Turb. We've got one more, and then we wrap it up. One more. Room for one more. Is it my question, or is it thou? It's your question. Luke, a fun-loving necromancer, asks... 
What D&D class would take the best dick pics? Mm. Thanks, so, Luke. Um, thanks, Luke. Thank, thanks for pulling us back on brand. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to ask a quick question, Chris. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken a picture of your genitals? Not intentionally. I've I've not even taken one unintentionally. <laughs> no, I don't there, exi- there exists no um, there exists no footage or images of my privates that I am aware of. <laughs> I've certainly never taken a picture. I have also never taken a picture of your genitals. Thank you. Just I just no. wanted to clear that up, just in case. Just that's that's, that's really oh yeah, I mean like your genitals. I'll take pictures of them. That's sure, fine. yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are fairly you know. picturesque. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like. A, it's like a turn of landscape. <laughs> it's beautiful. Right, it's this maddening clouds. The winding river. Um, yeah. The I I've seen a few dick pics. They pop up. Yeah, I don't get sent them, thankfully. Um I'm not hugely interested in willies. But I get I get to I get to get the impression that it's po- it's possible to take a good one and a bad one. Yes, there was a website some time ago that very much rated them. It was very good, and I like. It that. was very clever because it like, it just exposed people who sent unsolicited dick pics, yeah. put them online, and then said this is bad. And or actually, you took quite a nice yeah. picture here. Well done. Yeah, and it's it's not like oh, I love the look of this dick. It's turning me on. It's more like you framed this dick nicely. It's nicely symmetrical. Mm-hmm. You've uh, like you, the lighting's really good here. You've got the rule so, of thirds real down there. So we've got to presume that, and also like the other thing I can tell, what I can tell, partly uh, I'm going to say eighty percent of a good dick pic is timing. Yeah, because a lot of people don't just want a random one. Yeah, generally, like you've got to, you've got to. I feel that shouldn't be the first time someone sees it. No, I think also it should very much be preceded by another part of the conversation, which says, "Please send me a picture of your penis." <laughs> Yeah, don't ask, actually. No, Wait don't until you're like, asked. Hey, so uh, I've got a couple of Polaroids knocking about. Do you, uh, do you want these? Uh, got some got some intimate Polaroids. No, but if somebody explicitly very washed says, out. please yeah. send me hey, a picture. Hey, um, what, what, what are you working with down there? Oh, not a problem. Yeah, I'll uh, pop a snap. But like there was there was one I saw this this, this guy this guy took a picture of his dog to show the pit woman he was chatting to, and he just had a whacking great erection in, in his in his um in his joggers, which he, which he put in the foreground of the picture of his dog. I mean, clever, but like also technically villainous. Yeah, you know, in that in that she was like gross, and he's like, oh, I just sent you a picture of my dog. It's like, come on, you fucking out my dog, lovely. Yeah, fuck you, mate. Yeah, like, like, like you two could have had sex, but no, not now. The other thing is, and this, this, this is another. Th- this is this is a dark truth. I mean, this can't possibly this can't possibly be true. But what if that works sometimes? What if it does? I, I, I mean, it can't, right? That is this literally there's literally not a thing I'm ever going to find out. This must like this must be. No one wants. To, but then, I don't... like, the simple anyway. rule is that one. Mm. Mate, let, let's just put this in, into odds. One in a hundred and fifty thousand people will go. Oh, that worked on me. Oh, nice dick. Let's have the sex. Yeah. So the odds of that are so infinitesimal that everybody mm. else, all of those other 149,000 people, are going to hate you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You've ruined this. Yeah. So yeah. it's just not worth those odds. Mm. So, D&D characters. Yes. D&D classes. Um, my, my initial thought was barbarian for the raw sexuality. Won't, However, be able, won't be able to stay still for the picture. 
Why well, must they still camera phones completely confuse them because they're from the wilderness? They can be, like mostly they can't read anyway, so using any kind of text well, messaging well, system like you is can symbols. Of the... You know, you can look at the camera image and sort of you know do the picture. Like a lot of it's done. I mean, by icons ma- maybe days. that's why they send so many because they read everything as "Please send me a picture of your penis." I presume this must be what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe she just wants me to pick up aubergines at the store. <laughs> Um, fighters, I reckon, have horrible dicks. Yeah, I mean, like, your, your fighter gets punched in the face, torso, crotch, legs, and arms for a living. Yeah, for a living. Uh, not even for a living, like, for fun? For for not dying, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, it's their job to run in front of stuff and get punched right in the knob. Yes. So, I worry that it's going to look like... Just, just a load of old mints down there. It's, it's going to look very much like a rugby player's cauliflower ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. Like that is like I think that they should start making plate armor with slightly like more capacious cod pieces. Just, just for the swelling. Just to accommodate the swelling. Yeah. Oof. Oh, that's that is that is a, a horrible thought. It's not. It's not good. Um, bards are the, are the fuck boys of D and D. Yes. Sorcerers um, are also fuckboys. I'm, I'm guessing that both of those classes throw out um, dick pics like candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they'll, like there's spells for it. And Yeah, and like they wear t-shirts with it on. You know, now, that level of advertising. Because, yeah, your sorcerers, your bards, generally assholes. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that they are of good quality at the penis yeah. or picture. Well, but yeah, I'm, like, I'm simply talking yeah. volume of pictures. Yeah. Now here, I I think I've worked it out, and it's kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. You want a high you want a high charisma character who isn't a dick bag, paladin. If yeah. they ever send a dick pic, they fall and lose their levels. Oh, that's so sad. The forbidden fruit. But oh. imagine, imagine getting a dick pic from a paladin, and he's like, he's got he's got that that that, that sort of like like lovely blonde pubes at I the mean, base. That's that's the one in one hundred fifty thousand, isn't it? That's the one that's guaranteed to work. But like, like I mean, that, that's that's the inverse, like like the sender. Like, if, if a paladin's like, listen, um, I love Pelo, but I love you more. Check out this raging hog I have. <laughs> like, oh, let's do it. Check let's out do this it. plump beauty. <laughs> Check out this engorged customer. <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. Get off that plate mail, buddy. Yeah, it'll take you me can, three days get... and four heavy surfs. You can get some levels in Black Girl, I guess. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's Paladin, but he's never allowed to send them, and that's why it's so sexy. Yeah, but like like druids cheat. Oh, what? Because they can just get bull dicks. They got shape change. I think okay, they got shape change, but it's into animals, not into a better looking dick. That is true, actually. So you so can just I really worry. confuse them. Actually, that way you could play it off. Like you just you just send them a dick pic, like, hey hey baby, what do you think? Like, oh, gross, why are you sending me that? Like, oh, I just took a picture of a bear. This <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like, like that dude with his dog. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, that must have been my bear. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, wrong picture, you know. Archimedes, put down my camera phone. I, I was sending that to a doctor, you know, like, I'm caring for this bear. <laughs> sending that, it's... Send that to a vet, he's got a terrible dick. <laughs> yeah, it's just awful, but um, uh, like, his, oh. his, his bear parents disowned him. He's, he's been through some some drug abuse, and I'm really caring for him. Uh, so, do you want one of mine? Do you want one of mine? 
Oh, do you want to see more pictures of Bear's dick? What do you prefer? Because I can sort you out with either. Yeah. Rogues probably have really skinny dicks. Probably. I imagine a monk's is just muscular. It's just, it's just like, like a I don't bicep. Know how, it's like it's, a yeah. bicep. It's like it's flexing. Yeah, like it has, it has, it can ninety degree bend to lift things. I think, I, or, or, or like rather than sending you a dick pic, the monk sends you a lewd, which is him holding a sopping wet towel up with his dick, <laughs> like, a, like a sopping wet bath sheet, fully nude aside from that. At which point, again, all right, let's talk. That's see, that's at least classier. Uh, well, yeah, it is classier than just showing me your dick. Like there's, like everything is technically covered by a towel. Mm-hmm. Like that is one step above that kind of just looking down, kaching. Right. You know, there's like mayonnaise on your thigh, and it is yeah. mayonnaise because the plate of sausage and chips is still next to the thigh. S- sausage and chips, beautiful. Well, well chosen. Thank I was you. Gonna, I was going to go for chicken wings, but sausage and chips. Maybe, maybe there's an egg on there. Yeah, some beans, whatever's left. Now, quick, though, quick question as well. Just as far as dick pics go. I figure you're f- like if your face is in the picture as well, that that's a much bigger challenge, isn't it? Yeah, you just just your angles are limited. And, subject. Yeah, unless I guess you are a monk or a rogue, and thus can do contortion. Or like you could just take the picture with your feet. Yeah, tumble check. Just do a backflip. <laughs> Finally, you use for tumble. Long exposure, and you can get everything in there. Although, unfortunately, you do just look like a butter ball of dicks and eyes. Long exposure. Just show. Just just get your entire asshole on view. <laughs> the whole thing. But just like a three sixty pan. Yeah, your asshole. Each other. Your face. A thumbs up. <laughs> You're wearing a number. series of hats. <laughs> your dicks. Your dick spells out your phone number. <laughs> like those light trail pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, you helicopter. Your, yeah. Ah, oh, we have fun on the show. <laughs> Shall we stop? Yeah, please. <laughs> I think we should not subject people to this anymore. So what, hang on, no, just, just quickly, can fun. we just have some closure on that? It was Paladins. Um, it's Pallies, but they can't. Yep, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us, everyone. Yes, thank you for th- thank you for spending um, however long this podcast was. I reckon we've probably got about 40 minutes of content out of oh, this hour and a quarter. they going to be some cuts. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, um, for talking about us and being like, hey, we've had a couple of people mention us on Twitter. There was someone on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to look them up right now, actually. Yeah. We've also had people talking about our games on Reddit recently, and that has that has cheered my soul. Graham says that we are funny British weirdos. Oh, thanks, Graham. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and like so, yeah. Thank you for talking about it. Thank you for backing us. Uh, we've got a new patron, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to name names because I wouldn't want to be associated with this. But <laughs> legally, legally. But thank you for supporting us. You know who you are, and. If you are interested in supporting the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and take take a little look-see at that. There's a Discord you can join. There's some exclusive episodes you can listen to if you back us for a little bit more. There's all sorts of fun there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast and ask us questions through that. Uh, or you can send us a big old email to heartydicefriends at gmail.com. We adore you. We love you. We've built a big golden statue in your honour. We've given you more arms than we thought you needed because we got a load we got a load of arm parts cheap as a job lot. Yeah, they, they, they fell off the back of an arm lorry. Now listen, you're going to look at the statue you're going to think, Grant, Chris that's just arms. Mm-hmm. Well shut up. <laughs> you don't know art. 
You don't know what. Maybe it is all arms, but you know what? We're trying here. We're going out. We're slaving over hot keyboards every day just just to get you a giant gold statue made out of arms. And the least we could ask for is a little bit of gratitude. And to get you excited about it, I'm going to send you a picture of its dick. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. The dick is an arm. Yeah, it's also an arm. There's no dicks on it. There's nothing but arms.